Raise Your Glasses to a podcast about alcohol, trends, and how agriculture plays a role in the brewing, fermenting, and distilling process. So pop that bottle cap or cork. Here's a toast from coast to coast. That's right. It's another episode of A Toast from Coast to Coast, and we are social distancing this episode from a garage, garage studio. So you may hear some cars or kids running by something in the background. But uh, doing this while we're still under uh, quarantine here for COVID-19, uh, of course, I am joined by the one that's who's easy to social distance from, Joshua, down in Florida. How are you? Doing well, doing well. How are you? Good. We're doing okay. And then we're also joined by our uh, reoccurring uh, all-star, superstar, multi-MVP, platinum recording artist, Matt. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Uh, COVID-19, we're trying not to dwell too much on it, but it really is affecting things. And so we're going to be talking about some stuff going on. Last episode we did, there was some good things. Uh, The fact that you could get some really good beer now, which has changed and we hope sticks around. But there's also some really bad things going on, too, for craft breweries. And and uh, we want to remind everybody to support your local craft brewery because it may not be around when this is all said and done, like, like a lot of other businesses with this. So we really hope uh, those things can last, both in what we can get and also these uh, craft breweries that are around in our areas. Um, so one of the things that's kind of been a little bit different with this is we've had these uh, virtual events. We talked about a virtual beer share last episode. Well, we actually got a chance to take uh, advantage of a um, virtual tasting where it was with one of the local brewers, and there was a lot of people involved in this virtual tasting. And Matt, you were able to get in early. I came in afterwards, um, but it was kind of cool, kind of a cool event. Yeah, so we're for local for us is Central Valley of California, and, and they uh, they had a lot of the local brewers Full Circle, Tioga Sequoia, House of Pendragon, and they were all kind of going over what they were brewing, how business is changing. It was it was it was really cool. It, it was had about thirty people on there. Um, there was, uh, I think, like ten-ish uh, brewers on there that were able to go around. I think six of them actually had ones that they tried and talked about, um, and it went several hours. It it was kind of cool just to sit in and listen to everybody. Now. It was kind of a kumbaya moment at the end, and, and that's okay. That's good for the area, but um, it was nice to have that event. And for, for something like this, when you can't get out and see those people, I, I think that's really cool, but we would not have the chance to be in that circle. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, they opened it up to everybody, and it was on a Zoom, and so you know, I could have I could have chimed in whenever I wanted. I didn't. I put myself on mute, but it was, you know, you kind of felt like you were in with the cool kids. Yeah, everyone was jealous of the dude smoking the huge stogie, too. Right, right. <laughs> so anyways, uh, that was kind of cool, something different. But uh, speaking about beer tasting, that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we've got our three that we're going to kick off with. We'll probably do a second one in the second half. That's what we got laid out on our agenda. So let's start with our beers. Uh, Joshua, we're going to start with you, buddy. What are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a Damn the Dank this is a new one by Swamphead Brewery. I think we talked about last time how they said that they were producing a lot of new beers, which I thought was cool, and they really have. They've now had three really solid IPAs. And don't get me wrong, I love the Big Nose. I know you've had that, and the Stump Knockers always going to be one of my staple favorites. But now they've put out three new um, IPAs 
since COVID, um, the Sky Puppy, which I was drinking last time, which was delicious, the Couch Party, which is also named from, I think, for COVID times, because it seems to be a lot of Netflix and chill lately. And, uh, oh, you guys probably don't know what that is because you're married. Hmm. Um, Damn mm-hmm. the Dank. Solid joke, Josh. Solid joke. At least the chill part. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Damn the Dank is the one I'm drinking tonight, the most recent one. It is a West Coast IPA, um, so out in California. They have a lot of beer out there. You guys might know something about that. Sometimes. And we make uh, West Coast-style IPAs that are uh, very similar. Good. And delicious. And this one's delicious. What are you drinking? Citrusy? Real bittery? Uh, Any notes there? Um, Not citrusy. Very... Very Dink. West Coasty. Good. Um, hence the name. It, it does taste a lot like a uh, nice uh, marijuana, um, piney flavor. It's not real citrusy. It's not real juicy. It's on the drier side, I would say. Um, but comes in at a nice seven eight, 7.8%. So. Nice. Matt, what are you drinking? Yeah, Joshua. So I am Ooh. going to uh, open this beer right here. This is called The Conjuration of Four. It is uh, by Electric Brewing. Out of Murrieta, California, and I, I'm super excited about this beer. I uh, have not tried it yet. Long story here. Uh, so you were uh, you have a, a mule who's been helping you out get some of this, and we were able to set up a little system. Mules heading over there, and uh, maybe a, a in-depth story we can get into later about trying to get access to the beer. Um, but you finally got this going, and this is the first time you've gotten electric. It's not the first time I've gotten electric. This is the first time I've got it from this mule. And uh, like you mentioned, it's kind of a long story. Uh, put a lot of work into getting this one. Electric's a, a, a brewery that doesn't make a ton of beer. So it is kind of hard to get your hands on it. Um, but this one is a triple IPA with uh, cashmere, citric cryo, and cascade. So I'm uh, pretty excited about it. Mint, the, tri- the triples you've been kind of uh, leaning towards lately. Seems like those triple IPAs have been pretty good. Yeah, I've been leaning into the triples from just about everybody lately. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, been drinking a lot more doubles since COVID. Um, and I usually am not a big fan of doubles. It really comes down to I've been looking. I have been buying stuff with a higher ABV because it's like there are a lot more nights sitting home drinking beer and all of a sudden 7% aren't hitting like they used to, so now you're creeping into the 8s and 9s. <laughs> you know, and, and some of the triples that we've actually been drinking um, aren't hitting the double digits. They're like the 9%. So I think they're really that, trying... Does that count as a triple, then? I know, exactly. So it, th- there's a real loose definition on that. Yeah, this one's 9.7, so they're, they're, they're playing fast and loose as well, huh? Yeah, and I think... I mean, that's heavy, but I, w- I don't know. I would think that would be in the double range. But I bet... We need to get more of a professional on here. I would think yeah. that maybe the double and triple has something to do with something other than the ABV. It does, too. And I think some people also say triple dry hopped, and they leave the dry hop out after a while. And so I think that gets confusing, too. So anyways, um, you've, you had a sip. I've only had a sip, yeah, and and just to clarify, this is a double dry hopped tipa, so double dry hopped double IPA, double dry hopped triple, double dry hopped triple IPA. Write it down. Jeez, yeah, it's a lot going on there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple more sips. I don't want to. Uh, all right, all right. Get too too aggressive with the rating. All right, uh, I am cracking something that I was very happy to get, and that is uh, Tiger Monk 
from Monkish Brewing out of Torrance, California. Um, long story behind this too, but it's damn near impossible to get this stuff on the internet now. They're shipping, and uh, it sells out in a minute, two minutes. Oh, seconds. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> crazy how fast it goes. So um, we found out a little system, set it up, and we tried it out for the first time, and it worked. And uh, we got a case. So uh, a case rolled up um, of this Tiger Monk. It is wonderful, in my opinion. Delicious. Um, it is uh, a double dry hopped Deepa, so a double dry hopped double IPA. It's brewed with wheat, which we're seeing more of. I think that's that smoothness factor. Uh-huh. And it's uh, double dry hopped with Citra, Sabro, Moteca, which we always mess up the name, and Galaxy. <laughs> Uh, really, Moteca? Is that how you're supposed to say it? Motuka? Moteca? Motica? Motica? Motuka? Motuieka? I just we'll just say all three of them every time and see if we nail it. Motica, mm-hmm. Motuka, Motuka. Yeah, perfect. Eminem. Nailed it. Uh pretty good. And it gets uh four three six on untapped right now. Four three six. Um That's low. The beer's delicious. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. Um, it's got uh, a bitterness to it that kind of balances out the citrusiness of it. It's not overly juicy. So I think it's a good balance. So let's go through our ratings. Joshua, uh, what are you rating yours over there? I would say it's a 4.0 for me. Solid. Solid beer. Yeah, I like it. Good. Matt? So this one on Untapped, I didn't mention earlier. This is a 4.57 on Untapped. Holy crap. I think they're right on. I'm going to be right at 4.5. Yeah. And I think wow. even if I could go in tenths, I'd be right at 4.5. Four, 4.5. Five. Four, five. That is good. Um, Tiger Monk, I'm giving it... Uh, they, they they put it at a 4.36. I gave it a 4.5. It's probably a 4.5, four, just under 4.5 for me. But it's really good. I mean, 4.5, when I rate something 4.5, it's pretty high. So it's good, solid beer, uh, good balance again, not overly citrusy. So, I'm surprised. Untapped has my beer at five point or three point seven three. There's only ninety six ratings of it, and all the pictures of people have masks on because they've just <laughs> released this one. But I want to find these ninety six people and talk to them. <laughs> hey, it could be it could be ninety six people who are drinking sh- shit electric over here. Yeah, Taylor. I mean, two of the people that have a picture with the mask on, they look like fucking idiots, and I would never trust their opinion of beer. So, Taylor, I'm drinking the electric because, as you know, our fans out there, right? They expect me to drink. They expect the fire. They expect the fire. If I if I come in with a shelf turd, they're not gonna. (laughs) Both of our listeners aren't gonna like that. (laughs) Neither one of them. Yeah, that's. I, I can't argue with that. So that's what we're drinking in the first half of this. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, what this episode is called, and that's Can or Die. Can or Die. And there was an Can article. There was an article that uh, uh, Matt sent me, and we were talking about. I think it was on a big, big name, like CNBC or something like that. And it was basically about how these breweries are being forced to can right now with this uh, pandemic, right? They are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these places are, you know, they're used to distroing to restaurants or bars. What are they going to do with their beer? They have nowhere to. They have nowhere to take it. Yeah, and at the beginning of this too, there was a huge rush of uh, can purchases, those aluminum cans. So people who weren't set up for that system 
um, went out and bought these cans and the supply just wasn't there at the beginning. And so there was a rush on 16 ounce cans because that's what everybody's doing. And at one point there was a big rush at 12 ounce cans because all the 16 ounce cans were, were running out. So um, it just it just proves to you that all of these guys have had to come up with other ways to get rid of their beer. And we'll get into some sadder stories about that uh, with some kegged beer in the second half. But um, it's just it's been a necessity. They've had to do it. And we've seen some examples here in, in our local liquor stores. Right, Matt? Yeah, it's 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 interesting because some of these breweries were already set up for for canning and you know they're that was part of their business plan, but a lot of the other ones were doing kegs and you know now what are you going to do? Um our li- our local liquor store had kegs of beer that you could buy. If you had a if you had a setup at home, you you could just buy a keg of Pliny the Elder, which wow. was unheard of before, right? But now you can do it that way. So people are having to adapt. It's weird. Yeah. In in this article, we'll talk about more in the second half. There was some some breweries saying, we're selling kegs for the first time ever, and there's a chance you could get a really rare one-off brew that we will never make again if you have the keg set up at home, which is kind of cool, but how many people have that keg set up at home? I've really been wondering, like I've been looking at kegerators online because of this, because same thing, and not just breweries putting them out, but a lot of the restaurants that close, they're not going through their kegs fast enough, and they have to unload them, and I've been talking to managers, and they're talking about unloading them for ridiculously cheap, like, you know, they'll be like, oh, I have a half keg of this IPA, I'll give it to you for 50 bucks, and it's like, wait a minute, that's, you know, it's a $300 keg if I were to if I could even buy it at the brewery yeah, and they're going to give you a half keg for 50 bucks. Yeah. No, you can find some deals out there and there's one um, place here that'll sell you a pony keg of some of that stuff too, if they get it. So yeah, these, some of these restaurants and, and pizza places or, you know, whoever's been doing kegs there. We, I think we joked about it on a previous podcast. They're filling up milk cartons and fucking Mason jars or whatever you can get your hands on. <laughs> So we did. They, we so did drink get, beer out of a mason jar the other night. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, but you know, if they can, if they can sell a whole keg for half, you might as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Shout, and it was good too. It was. Shout, good. shout out to Algamation. Algamation is that what it was? Algamation. They should get a new name. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, Algamation. Sounds too close to masturbation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was a creamy. So <laughs> yeah, it was a hazy. God damn it. Anyways, hazy is. Um, so yeah, the, some of the ones that we've seen too, uh, Kilo Kilo is one we've mentioned before on this uh, podcast. They're out of uh, a Tascadero and we've never seen them in our, uh, liquor stores. I don't think they see them in their liquor stores. They go by and get crowlers over there. Yeah. They weren't canning before this. And so all of a sudden they're canning. They have to crazy. All their, all their business was people coming in. So now they have to distro, they have to get it out into liquor stores and we're seeing it here, which is couple hours away but you know they have to get it out there now our local guy had juicy bits on from colorado i don't don't remember the last time he's had juicy bits i think every uh supermarket in the country has juicy bits right now wow (laughs) can or die can or die um and 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 other guys that were canning are doing even more different ones like josh you were saying with Swamphead, they're doing more versions so they're probably canning yeah it used to be they would like you were lucky if they had five or six beers available in the can you know you go into the brewery and they'd have you know maybe six six beers that you could buy in a can and now it's like they have 
12, 15 beers every time they set up a drive through. They like it looks like they bought or moved it from somewhere, but they have a uh, shipping container unit, you know, like corrugated metal shipping container right. unit. They they turned into the drive through for it. And you just drive up and tell them whatever you want. They will put it in the back of your truck or in your trunk of your car, you know, to help social distance. Or they'll just set it in your passenger seat because they do the window on the passenger side to be like further from you. And uh, so it's you, nice. I just, I mean, I drive by there all the time. So you have these guys who have not normally canned who started canning, and then you have these guys who have been canning, canning more. I mean, you you had you probably had this massive pull on aluminum cans at the very beginning of this, yeah. just to get everything back up to speed and, and out there. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, and I know that a lot of these breweries, you know, they tried to serve their locals a little bit more by not canning as much because the really good breweries, if you start canning, it starts moving across the country through mules. So they tried to keep a lot of their good stuff on tap, but now. They have to eat at the minimum. They have to crowler it. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it. Like I said, it's uh, can or die. So definitely. And and all this new canning and these new beers and stuff has led to trying to get some new um, systems together too. For someone who's never, for a brewery who's never put out a canned beer before, all of a sudden you got to come out with a label. You've got to get artwork together, and uh, you're starting to see some of the funniness come out in that. So. Uh, yeah. We were talking about like the topical artwork and names and, and that we're seeing that are both related to things that are going on right now and COVID. Uh, Sky Puppies from, from the one that Josh had last week was super funny. Uh, also, he mentioned Couch Party too, which was probably couch part party, of that. Yeah. Matt, you had a couple that you had? Yeah, so I drank one earlier tonight called uh, Virtual, Coll- Virtual Collab with Homes from Humble Sea. And uh, they might as well have just called it uh, <laughs> Air Hugs. Air Hugs, because that's what they're doing in the picture. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> There's one from uh, Casa Agria uh, down in Southern California called Room with a View. And it was like an apartment building, and everybody was inside <laughs> their apartment, and there was like a, a mask like over the front of it. Um, so, yeah, no, really funny stuff. Uh, yeah, of course, it gets people to buy it. Monk has just had some fun, too. They've had one called California Reality. It's got the bear with the bear flag with the mask on it. They had one uh, in the beginning. That instead, They had an igloo. Instead of uh, ice cubes, they had toilet paper. Back when uh, the beginning of all this, we had the toilet paper run. There's also a really funny one out of Georgia, too. I cannot remember the, the name of the brewer, um, but they did a Don't Stand So Close to Me um, IPA released with a Fauci Spring. Named after the uh, doctor, so that was pretty funny. Tiger Monk, obviously we know that's from Tiger King. Josh, did you know Tiger King? I mean, you're in Florida. Did you know the Tiger King? No, but actually my sister had had been down to Carol Baskin's place in Tampa. Hello, all you beautiful cats and kittens. (laughs) Yeah, she went down there, uh, I guess right before a lot of that stuff really went down, but uh, it was weird. She said, you know, she'd like the place giant tigers and whatnot but uh it's pretty funny and then the show came out and she's like holy shit <laughs> she didn't she didn't see her almost assassinated on the bike path <laughs> no i think she might have seen the spot where her husband was buried though yeah no no one sees that spot joshua <laughs> no because she didn't bury him she fed him to the tigers yeah so um it was good it uh funny stuff the artwork's always funny um you know the more the merrier on this it's uh you know, I think it's it's funny and it sheds light on this situation, which is you know kind of different, anyways. 
one of the ones that we have seen come out during this time with new artwork and everything is all together. And we'll get a, a little bit more deep into this after uh, the break, but all together uh, it's a similar version of something we've seen before. Right, Matt? Yes. So Sierra Nevada out in California, we had a lot of, uh, basically the whole damn state was on fire. Yeah, well, was it was a lot of wildfires. A year and a half, two years ago? I think it was 2018. Okay. So two years ago, the whole state was on fire and Resilience, I think, was the name of the beer. So Sierra Nevada out of Chico, California, um, came up with a recipe and they shared it with every brewery that wanted to make it. And then all proceeds, or not all proceeds, but whatever percentage of proceeds went to fighting the firefighters or fighting the fires in California. So other half out of New York, I think it's New York, New York or Brooklyn. I can't remember exactly, but... Um, they they did the same thing here with all together and, and proceeds are going to, to help people in the industry, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We'll go into more detail on that and we'll try a couple of these beers after the break. We'll also get to um, some good news. Joshua um, talking about um, the way that some of the alliances are helping out in this situation to try to keep these guys in business and keep them around for when this is over. And also how this is affecting the agriculture side, which is the hop side. Uh, maybe a little bit of a backup, and we're a little bit worried about that, so we'll keep an eye on that. But we'll talk about all of that after the break. You've been listening to A Toast from Coast to Coast. Don't forget to tell a friend and subscribe to the podcast. And let us know if you have any ideas for the show on our Facebook page. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to A Toast from Coast to Coast. This is uh, another COVID-19 episode. We are social distancing again in this beautiful garage studio we have going on here. Uh, myself, our all-star superstar, Matt, and of course, the co-host, Joshua, down in Florida. Um, we're talking about some bad things for the industry here. There there was some good stuff we talked about last episode about how you could get some really good beers that we, we couldn't get our hands on before. But there is some bad stuff that was going on. We talked a little bit about it in the first half. Um, There's another article that we passed around, which was this uh, um, breweries being forced to dump beer story that kind of like happened at the very beginning. I'm sure it's still happening in some areas, especially for small guys. Um, But basically, when all the food service industry shut down, uh, these guys were stuck with kegs of beer. And if you weren't a regular canner and supplied a lot of kegs of beer, you got stuck with some stuff at the beginning, and they didn't know what to do with it. Didn't have a lot of options, right, Matt? When you were looking at this, these were a lot of Denver guys that were talking about this, but didn't have a lot of uh, didn't have a lot of options as far as what to do with this kegged beer. Right. So I read the article, and the first thing I thought was I, I have a cousin out there who said that some of their more prominent breweries out there that were were hard to get, he started finding them in grocery stores. So it didn't surprise me to hear that. You know they're they're having to they're having to find other ways to sell their beer because you know Colorado well first off Colorado beer is not California beer let's be real <laughs> so they're having to basically give the shit away or, or pour it down the drain but you're not allowed to pour it down the drain right yeah so that was part of the issue where they were talking about dumping and that's why this article got a lot of clicks was because it talked about beer dumping um, didn't know what to do with it couldn't get rid of it we're stuck with it it was just going to go bad especially for some of these IPAs the hazy IPAs in particular. Um, they, they weren't going to last. So when they looked at dumping it, 
you can't just do that because it screws up uh, the water in your area. So they had to treat it before they dumped it, which is another cost. Or they looked at putting it into a hand sanitizer, which that process was another cost. So cost all the way around just to get rid of the beer that you're eating a cost on by making it and not selling it. Right. And the article was also saying that, you know, they were gearing up for St. Patrick's Day, opening day of baseball. Um, they, March Madness. March Madness. They loaded up on beer and then all of a sudden, nope, sorry. One of these other issues they were talking about, too, was trying to get those kegs back that weren't empty. Um, that's a whole thing because you're, you, you're sending out a system that picks up these empty kegs. That's totally different than picking up a bunch of half-filled kegs. That cost rises. That shit's they, heavy. They have to eat that cost. Um, just another another idea of what all these uh, craft breweries are uh, running into during this whole crisis. So, again, support your local brewery. It's important to go by there, buy some stuff, help them out, make sure they stick around if you like them. If you don't, fuck them. Support the one you like. <laughs> <laughs> um, this leads us to what we were talking about before the break, which is all together. All together is, uh, as Matt introduced before, was this um, beer that's being put out by a bunch of different breweries. And the idea here is that some of the proceeds would go to the food service employees. So of the brewery, um, they put this recipe out. Other half was the first one to do it. Yep. The, they put this recipe out. And everyone can put their own spin on it. So you have some West Coast, you have some hazies. Um, I think you have different versions of it as it goes around. Everybody put out their own all together. And again, the idea here is that some of the proceeds go to the employees to help out during this time. Because as Josh mentioned, what, you had one or two people at the brewery serving you beer other than that that's all the employees that were there right yeah oh yeah they had like one person running the drive-through and then you could see that there's a few people like in the actual brewery making beer but as far as the bartenders and you know the the tasting room staff yeah there's one person running a container unit so definitely not something that a regular staff that they would have on a regular friday or saturday night which is very, yeah. uh, you know, sad for those guys because uh, that's that's their living. So we bought a few of these altogethers. We figure we try them out. We have one from Alvarado Brewing, Alvarado Street Brewing. We have one from Moxa up in Rockland, California, and we have the Monkish. Uh, that's the golden one over there, the Monkish one from Torrance. So we're gonna do all three of these. That third one. Oh, there's a third one. Yeah, right. and, and I don't know if you guys out there have listened to Dave Portnoy with uh, Barstool Sports where he does the uh, pizza reviews on cheese pizza. That's the constant. Yeah. I feel like uh, altogether the recipe is the constant. We get to uh, judge these breweries based on the, on how they do with the same recipe. That's right. I agree. So Alvarado uh, Street Brewing did this one. Alvarado did this one. Um, this was a hazy IPA loaded with Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, Cascade. Um, again, it lists that portions of the proceeds from this beer go directly to the 100-plus staff at all three Alvarado Street and Yeast of Eden locations. So hazy IPA is the one we're trying now, and this one gets a 4.07. Matt? Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how... I've had one sip, so 
I'll have another sip and tell you something different. But it's funny how Alvarado Street, it, it tastes like Alvarado Street. They probably yeah. use the same yeast strain or whatever they do to make their beer taste like their beer, but it tastes like Alvarado Street, even though it's a other half recipe. Um, tastes yeah. like a lot of Alvarado Street. Pretty good, little crisp. Um, almost kind of a pilsnery type finish on it. Um, but you're right, it has that Alvarado uh, flavor to it. You're so much more eloquent than me. <laughs> um, we're going to try the others too as we go along here. But in the meantime, Josh, you're also doing a second one. Couldn't get our hands on it all together, but you are doing a one-off of a classic um, Swamphead Brewery one, right? Yeah, classic Swamphead, um, classic Gainesville beer. If you're ever around the area, the Big Nose IPA. Um, this is a grapefruit big nose IPA and I gotta say I was there and not to make me sound like an alcoholic but I was there like three days ago and bought a bunch of beer and then I just happened to be in the area today and I really have just been trying to anytime I'm in that part of town I will swing by and buy some beer like I know I'm gonna drink it eventually a lot of things they did a they did a whole Star Wars thing for May the 4th they did a Cinco de Mayo beer I mean they've been cranking them out They've and yeah, different beers. It's like I mean, every few days it seems they have a different menu. I mean, they they have some of the staples on the menu. They do have the regular big nose and regular stump knocker stay on the menu, um, and then a lot of the other non IPA beers. I feel like all I ever talk about is IPA beers, but it's because it's what I drink. Um, but yeah, they've been rotating new beers on that menu every every few days. It seems so. I was just there like three or four days ago. They did not have this beer. They got it this time. It's the grapefruit big nose, which is their grapefruit spin on it. Um, and looking it up on Untapped, there are only six ratings. Wow, you're one of the first and, ones, Josh. Huh? You're one of the first ones. Trailblazer. Yeah, I might have the seventh can right now that I'm drinking. <laughs> seven of seven. Like these, the thing is, these people that have put it on, like this is the first review, is four stars, and it was three hours ago. This one is 3.8 stars, and it was four hours ago. Hmm. Uh, This one is 4.25 stars, and it was sometime yesterday. And this one's 4.25 stars sometime yesterday. So this beer's been out for like a day. So you you got to set the trail. You got to blaze the trail on the rating. There's only one rating that's been under a four, and most of them are above a four, which is, I mean... I gotta say it's a good beer. I, I would probably come in consistent with the first several people out of four, um, because the Big Nose is just a good staple beer, and I like the grapefruit took some of like the sweet maltiness that a Big Nose has, which I don't as much prefer. It's why I actually like their Stump Knocker better. Is it's not as malty. Yeah. Um, the Big Nose has a little more malt, but it comes in with a lot higher ABV. You need but to suggest one, you need to suggest that they make a pineapple version of that because remember how much you like the pineapple sculpin. Yeah, pineapple sculpin was good, and I think because pineapple does have a really light uh, bite to it, um, and not I mean sweet, but not like heavy, like a malt heavy yeah. kind of sweet. So no, I, I think I would come in right at the four stars on this one, and uh, I'm glad to see them make a variation of it. I'm, think it's awesome that it's i mean this might be the second day this beer is out and cool i'm getting a can 
Support nice. your local brewery. That's why you can get brand new beers. Absolutely. You always got to go by. Hey, listen, I'll never call you an alcoholic if you're just driving by to see what they have new. That's. I think that's. Yeah. Who the fuck would I mean, say I that to you? Buy anything. The thing is, I'm just stocking the fridge. You should see how stocked I am on. <laughs> you, only, you only have one fridge. <laughs> Matt's got several fridges. <laughs> yeah, on his plantation. You mean your? Yeah, you, mean your you mean your? Beer when fridge? you guys were talking a mule earlier, I thought you were talking about literal mule on his plantation. <laughs> Uh, we're going to hit the second one. This is Moxa's. Moxa's one is, uh, all together, is a West Coast IPA, correct? It is. Yeah, it's a little different uh, version of the all together. Did we... Uh, Looks like it's got Simcoe, Citra, Mosaic, New Zealand Cascade. It's um, all the information they got. So this one is not a hazy. This is a West Coast. And this is a technically a double IPA. Okay. It's delicious. Yeah, gets a 4.10. I'm right there. 4.0 for me. It's nice and clear. It's good. So the other thing we wanted to talk about in this podcast was the uh, hops side of things. As you can imagine, if craft breweries stopped producing as many beers um, and, and brought back production a little bit, the ingredients that they use would slow down, right? So um, hops growers definitely are feeling the pinch too from the agriculture side. And it's weird because it almost kind of felt like what the grocery stores uh, have gone through for the farmer as well, where there was pandemic buying, right? A bunch of people went in and bought a whole bunch of fresh produce. And then all of a sudden they pulled back two weeks later. And this roller coaster ride. So as you mentioned, Matt, earlier... A lot of these guys stocked up for March Madness, the opening of baseball season, St. Patty's Day, and have really had to pull back after that. And these guys are getting stuck with beer, which means these hops growers are getting stuck with hops. Um, this blog that I ran across called Good Beer Hunting, it's a great blog that covers the beer industry. Um, they, they've been doing this series on how the hop farmers are really hurting during this time, as everybody is, and they mention that. But the U.S. hop farmers um, have cut their production to a historic level during this growing season. And that's the sad thing, because this season we've seen the most hops in reserve and ready to be planted than ever before. And you're starting to see new varieties, more craft breweries. Um, a lot of these big guys have these craft contacts. But they said that this year they were going into a really good year, which meant they were already a little bit worried about oversupply. Now with this pandemic, that oversupply kind of gets exaggerated and these guys get really heavy. So coming out of this, we could have a massive supply of hops sitting in these places waiting to be shipped out and you're not going to see fresh hops. So we could see a little bit of a fresh hop uh, back pull here. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's a big deal. You see some of these hops guys um, actually holding on to hops as long as possible, um, trying to give them out at a discounted rate. In this article, they talked about how some of them are giving them out for free, saying, hey, we, we don't have the space. We got to get rid of these hops. These ingredients are here. Um, if we don't get rid of these, then we're stuck with them. So they're giving them away for free. Josh, the beer you drank earlier in the show, was doing kind of a cool thing for some of the hops variation for ALS, right? Right. It was called Ales for ALS, and the program basically gives the 
Brewers. Uh, it's a farm up in Yakima, Washington. Yakima Hop Growers or Yakima. I think that's a distribution, hop. a hop distribution group. Right, and they basically will send you hops for free, and you have to give a portion of the proceeds of the beer that you sell that is brewed from those hops uh, to their ALS foundation and, you know, put their logo on the can and say that this beer was brewed for ALS for ALS. And they're doing that, but I think it also is probably a helpful program for them right now to get some free hops and, you know, they give some of the proceeds back, but now they're getting a little, you know, incentive to, you know, keep things going during this time. Yeah. Might be an outlet of something that they can do for a good cause. Hey, so yeah. Agnards, uh, for for both of our loyal loyal listeners out there, I, if you listen to previous podcasts, you guys have me hunting the uh, the spotted butterfly, the, sm- the spotted lanternfly, yes. the spotted lanternfly. Yeah, so I got a picture of it. Uh, that, stomp stomp them out. That beautiful beast on my on my phone. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him when I see him. But that's true. Now I'm worried that his buddy, the murder hornet, <laughs> is gonna fuck my world up. So. <clears throat> Uh, it was all fun and games when it was the spotted butterfly, but now I have a murder hornet on my hands. Can you guys, am, am I supposed to be more scared of this guy? By the way, murder hornet has to be the leading candidate for any new sports team coming out, right? The mascot murder hornet. Right. Yeah, it's got to be the leading. Right. The Raiders are actually changing. <laughs> Las Vegas murder hornet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it, 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 it caught on social media. Um, we saw a lot of our, um, uh, farm advisors kind of say hey pull it back a little bit yes this is serious but at the same time it's not widespread and crazy like everyone's saying it is but joshua you're a beekeeper and these things are a a little uh, aggressive towards bees right right they they want to attack bees um because they want to steal their honey uh they're you know also a pollinator they also want honey um, but I saw a YouTube is, video of bees fucking up a murder hornet, though. <laughs> yeah, the that's vibrations. the thing. The bees can the bees murder the murder the murder hornets <laughs> because they they actually like grab a hold of them in clusters. The bees will like swarm the murder hornet, surround it, and then they pump their wings so fast that they raise the temperature right. and they cook the hornet to death. They vibrate to death. Yeah, they vibrate them to death. It's like a Hitachi, but like that's gonna kill you. <laughs> it's a concern, but at the same time, um, I don't think we need to be running around murdering these murder hornets. The bees got it. Bees got it. I don't know if the bees got it, but uh, definitely want to keep There's an eye like out for them. Like forty thousand bees in one hive, whereas murder hornets gather in like twenty at the most. So, so. I should be more worried about the spotted butterflies. Yes, however, if you run uh, across absolutely. a murder hornet, kill it. Spotted okay. lantern flies, these can that's, produce light. That's what I said. Um, but anyways, when we're talking about the hops, those uh, the Yakima group, the Yakima chief group out of Washington, they have already asked their hop growers to cut back 7%. 7%. Wow. Already. So um, I think we're going to see a little bit of a, a, a cluster on the back end of this um, as far as ingredients goes. I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see some stuff get cut back. I know Citra is limited to certain farms in Oregon or Washington. Um, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see a little li- bit of a limitation in the next year or two on that until they get back up to speed. I, all I hear is dollar signs for people that want to use Citra. It's true. <laughs> that is true. We're going to try our last brew, um, the All Together Brew, which is from Monkish. 
this one is rated at a as a 4.31. This is uh, classified as a New England IPA. This is brewed with two-row oats, hopped with Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Cascade. So it looks like they all use the same hops, um, from what I'm kind of telling. Uh, the amounts probably are a little bit different, and then how they brew, it's a little bit different. So this is, uh, this is technically a hazy IPA. And uh, your initial thoughts as you uh, take the drink, Matt? So one of my good friends says to me that Monk is just, just better. That's just Monkish is just better. So I kind of feel that way with this. Monkish is just better. It's good. It, it's it's good. It's a good hazy IPA. It's a, a little bit citrusy. It's not quite juicy. It's not juicy. Um, it's got a little bit of a, a thickness to it, but not so much that it's lingering. It's not so much that it's stuck. Uh, you don't get that stuck taste in your mouth. Um, but this is good. Very good. It, it, it's crazy how... All these breweries can get the same recipe and brew a different beer. It's kind of insane. Change it up. That is insane. So the message here is if you guys see this all together, uh, crazy time right now. Buy the all together, especially if it's from a brewery. You know it supports their employees. It will help them out in the long run. Definitely worth it. Um, these these are all different too. So Yeah, get two or three. Do your, do your best uh, Dave Portnoy yeah. cheese pizza pour them all together review try them, out. try them out test the difference you can see how different breweries uh have their different spins it's a it's a cool thing yeah we, we've talked a lot of bad things in this podcast that's going on in the industry we hope none of it sticks around we hope these guys can make it through we do have one good story as we're piling out of here the all together is a good story but then also the um josh you have a good story from one of the associations that's trying to help out too in their own way kind of a cool deal they got going on yeah it's the uh independent brewers alliance um it's a craft beer member owned cooperative so it's basically craft breweries can get together and you know it's just like if you go to i don't know what you guys have out there if you have sam's club or costco or bj's but go into those supermart stores where buying in bulk will save you money and what iab is is basically a group of breweries that got together and said well hey you know if i buy 500 kegs it's expensive you know per keg but if i buy five thousand or fifty thousand kegs now that gets a lot cheaper and so this group basically goes in together and will buy these uh groups of supplies whether it be groups of kegs group of labels big groups of cans especially in a time right now when cans were hard to get a hold of something like this group allows where they can place a lot bigger orders and get a lot more uh, you know, buying power in the market at a time when cans were hard to get. So this offers something for breweries that they can you know, shop like a big boy but share the cost and you know, still be a small guy. It's kind of um, cool. It's, it's, uh, it's, we have a couple of these in the agriculture industry that's looking at it too, and it's, it's buying inputs at bulk saves the small producer because you can't buy at that rate with those discounts. And, and anybody who's listening to this podcast, whether you, you know agriculture or, or the way this works or not, when you go online and try to buy something, uh, a small amount, everyone has done this, 
the more you buy, the more of a discount you get. And that's the idea here. So these associations, uh, this association particularly, puts these together and saves these brewers some real money that they listed some examples, right? Oh, yeah. They're saying like uh, one brewery saved $30,000 on labels. Wow. Damn. Uh, yeah, 30000 Is that a big uh, brewery? How much? How many kegs do they do? It was 6,000 barrels, okay, okay. Uh, uh, a brewery in New York. Um, and then another one's 20 grand on 12-ounce printed cans. Wow. So, yeah, they did uh, 7,500 of them. Wow. So there's a lot of money these breweries can save by doing this. And the nice thing, too, is with COVID being an issue... And everything. They are now offering this membership that used to be a, a paid membership to even be a part of the group. They're now offering it for free to brewers. Um, so oh, they can get awesome. it all of 2020 at no charge and buy in on it. And they've had more interest now. They've had uh, new breweries jumping on and uh, joining the group. So that's awesome. And who knows? Maybe these brewers, you'll get more small brewers that can stay small brewers without having to get bought out by one of the big boys and join a group like this and still make quality beer, but be a, a small brewer. Free Costco membership out there, people. Yeah, that's what it is. It's <laughs> a free Costco membership. Rest of 2020. If you're Costco. an independent brewer, it's free Costco memberships, right? That's pretty cool. So yeah. check out the Independent Brewers Association. All right. Very good conversations tonight, guys. Uh, again, weird time. We're all getting through it. Um, I think the message, the overall message tonight is... Uh, Support your local brewer and uh, Joshua. Again, you know you're not you're not an alcoholic for going by there and checking out what they got new. <laughs> no, just support my local brewery. Yeah. So drink some all together. Drink some all together. Kill some uh, murder hornets. Kill some spotted butterflies. And spotted butterflies. And support local. Yeah, and uh, keep an eye out. There's there's a, a interesting list we passed around too by um, the craft beer group. Well, curbside shipping. I think that list that you have does it all. So yeah. I, if you're if you're uh, both of our listeners out there, you should uh, message us, and uh, Taylor will send you the list of the <laughs> fire that you can get shipped straight to your door. Yeah, someone someone put together a crazy list. I think it's craftbeer.com. They put together a list of all the breweries that are offering to go beer, whether shipping or curbside or whatever. Shipping's um, amazing, by the way. By state, by state. So check it out. Find your local brewer. Uh, they're probably doing something cool you don't even know because of these crazy times. And uh, support them. They may not be around. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. Stay safe. Wash your Thanks, hands. Guys. Flatten the curve. Talk to you guys Flatten later. Flatten the curve. Good work. Can or die. If you enjoyed today's episode, suggest it to a friend and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today for A Toast from Coast to Coast.